What is up, everybody, and welcome back to First and Ten. Today we have episode 22, where we will go through our week 10 recap. I am Adam, alongside my co-host Mitch, and our guest today, Chuck, who's been a very frequent guest recently. But um, we'll get straight into it with Thursday Night Football, the Titans versus the Colts, where the Titans got beat down in the second half, scoring zero points, Colts scoring 21 unanswered in the second half, where... Ryan Tannehill really didn't look like a uh, playoff quarterback this week. Um, the game plan in the second half for the Titans was just give the ball to Derrick Henry, and that's not going to work when you are trailing by that much. A.J. Brown had butterfingers this week, couldn't catch a ball. And then the Titans finally almost caught a breakdown, 27-17, with a 40-yard field goal that Goskowski wasn't able to make as his kicking woes continue past midseason. On the Colts side of the ball, we saw Naeem Hines have one of his fluke games where once every few weeks he'll catch two touchdowns, rush a bit. <laughs> um, a bit concerning for the Colts' run game. I wouldn't say they did bad, but their leading rusher or their star running back or rookie running back, Jonathan Taylor, has been anything but good this year. Um, many saw him in the draft as the top back, even though he wasn't taken first. But he really hasn't emerged as that this year, as I would still I still think I would give that to Dobbins. Um, this week on seven carries, only 12 yards, averaging under two yards per carry. And this backfield really looks like it's going to be consisting of three players with the loss of Marlon Mack in Hines, Wilkins, and Taylor. And this doesn't shock me because going into the season, it was most likely a three-running-back uh, uh, playbook game plan, uh, whatever you want to call it. Stephen Michael Pittman had his best day of the season, and now we will hear from Mitchell Chuck. Sure. Um, I mean, I, I forget who I predicted. I think I had Titans, right? I mean, I thought the Titans were going to win. I, I believe we all, we all I mean, yeah, predicted. I, the I Titans. like the Titans. I do. I mean, obviously the Colts have a good defense. That's we're not arguing about that. We thought you know Titans offense was going to maybe outplay them a little bit here. We weren't too concerned about Rivers. I mean, Rivers had a, had a, had a good game. I mean. 29 for 39, 308 yards, one TD, not terrible. But, I mean, again, yeah, as you said, Naheem Hines with a big game, both receiving and rushing. Pittman had a big game, the rookie. Um, it was impressive. I mean, they, they really, yeah, exactly. As you said, 21 unanswered points. Um, I mean, and the, 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 Titan, the Titans were up, too. But once it came out of, you know, the second half, they just were being beat. Um, I mean, I, I'm a fan of the Colts. We'll see if this can cont- continue. I think the Titans' D hasn't been doing too good recently. Um, I mean, Jadavion Clowney is not having, you know, he was really looking for that premier pass rush money. And, I mean, I think they're happy they didn't give it to him. I mean, he, he really is a glorified, like, run edge stopper. I mean, he's nothing great. He's not a good pass rush rusher. I think the only reason he was ever good was J.J. Watt. That's beside the point. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the Colts could be a good team down the playoff stretch here. I mean, without, without Texan really in the division, um, this, well, this was a divisional matchup, I guess, for the top of the division. So, this is it. Was... They knocked the yeah. uh, the Titans out of no, playoff. They're, they're still in playoff contention, but they're now the they were the third seed. Really, they're the ninth. That's interesting. Ninth one loss. It's are you sure? Crazy. They're, they're either the eighth. They're no. either the eighth or the yeah. No, they are because the Browns are the eighth seed right yeah. now in the AFC. Well, they're still time. So the Titans are the ninth seed. Oh no, there's definitely still time. Still six games to be played, but quite a divisional. Yeah, I suppose. Quite a divisional mm-hmm. win for the uh, for the Colts. I mean, I didn't see this coming. 
we knew this wasn't going to be, you know, a blowout um, by the Titans. I, I knew that going into the game because when you got a uh, half of your offense is Derrick Henry and relying on that rushing game, just relying on a semi truck at halfback, you're not going to be able to put up 50 points, especially against one of the best run stopping defenses. That being said, Derrick Henry still managed to have a pretty solid game, rushing for over 100 yards, over five yards of carry. I have nothing bad to say about Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, in this Henry game. isn't a bad running I back. Do. He just when you get fed the ball a lot, you're going to put up good numbers. I still think he's talented, and he's one of the biggest guys in the league, and he's the guy I'd want on the one. He's a beast. Side. But what in terms of like production to uh, like attempt efficient, he's just not the most efficient running back. I mean, he, he, okay, he had a 5.4 average, which, which no, is good. Okay, yeah, but that's he's also had – like I'm on the one-yard line. I don't want any other running back on my team but Derrick Henry. I mean, yeah, I'd agree. I think I he's the best power back in the league. Yeah. But I'd rather have, you know, a no, back on the one-yard line. There, there's no the player players. harder to stop on a team on the one-yard line than Derrick Henry, and I don't think that's a question up for a debate. I really Yeah, I agree. I, I I feel like that's debatable, but that's I would my real complaint with uh, my real issue with this team is it was Mike Vrabel, and I think he's a pretty talented coach. I mean, he showed that he can definitely flex his muscles mm-hmm. when he has to in the playoffs last year, but the, he failed to adjust. And his, this defense was considered to be top ten last year. I mean, when you when we saw they shut down the Ravens in the playoffs and the Patriots. Granted, the Patriots never great offense. People were like, hmm, you know, maybe this team really actually can take some steps. Uh, specifically this defense, they added Jadavion Clowney in free agency. So they thought, hmm, I thought going into the season they'd have a top 10 defense. They made Phillip Rivers look good, which was interesting. And no, just, just, no disrespect to Phillip Rivers. That's not but, a, disrespectful. Know, a little disrespect. I think we can all agree. Yeah, he's man, man. A, little, a little disrespectful, you know, because I'm not disrespecting the career. I'm disrespecting the uh, the guys who do these days. Shout out. So honest, my shout out this game goes to Jacoby Brissett for coming in with the two-yard rush and touchdown. Okay. That's my shout for this game. <laughs> All right, on Sunday, uh, right, where we saw good. some hail in the stadium, we got the worst game oh, of the boy. week by far. No offense to your Browns, which they got the dub, but it was the most boring game. It was. Really? And it was definitely due to weather conditions because oh, yeah. both yep. these teams don't have terrible offenses and don't have great defenses. But both these teams look like top 10 defense out here in the hail with only three points being scored through three quarters. <laughs> it was the run game. Yeah. Um. Oh, it was totally a run game, and it, I knew if it came down to that, I had a good feeling the Browns were going to take that one. I mean, both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt rushing for over 100 yards, both of them averaging over five yards a carry. Nick Chubb nearly seven yards a carry. The run game was efficient. Um, but I will say, I was at this game. For those of you who did not know that, I was in First Energy uh, on Sunday. I gotta say, the most exciting thing through the first three quarters was a freaking pigeon that just hung around and watching J.J. Watt laugh at the pigeon. You know, I was way, way, way up in the stands. And the most exciting thing in the third quarter was when the pigeon <laughs> started sizing up J.J. Watt and then J.J. Watt started yelling at the pigeon. That was the most exciting thing to happen up until like one of the like and- the last few plays. Deshaun Watson needs to find a new team. I saw firsthand, you know, it was my first NFL game. I saw firsthand just how damn talented this guy is. We had Ronnie Harrison who uh, blitzed in the safety position, grabs Deshaun Watson. He has his arm and his leg in his hands. He's throwing him to the ground. Deshaun Watson turns a third and 16 into a 30-yard gain. This man needs to find a new team 
because his talent will be wasted as long as the front office will not get him the players he needs and will trade away the, the good players he actually has. Brown's got a dub. I mean, Texans fans are looking like they're in they, – they're not even going to get a top-10 pick because they made that horrible trade. I mean, there's nothing to be excited about Brown, a Texans fan. This week wasn't a win because they really need to win this week. And you know what? Like the Raiders week, I said to, yeah. the Raiders won – because of the conditions, we don't know what the outcome would have been if it was a clear game. I, I feel like I could say the same this week because Lamar Deshaun or Deshaun Watson um, still put up pretty solid numbers considering the conditions. And if there wasn't those conditions and he Agreed. didn't have to re- solely rely on Duke Johnson's terribleness to win him the football game, you know they don't even have the player they traded for uh, DeAndre Hopkins because he got hurt. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, this game could and have been when it different. Comes to the run game, game Browns have different. the best run I running would... back duo in the NFL because they have two top ten mm-hmm. runs, in my opinion. Yep. yep. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think this game would have like necessarily not been a Texans victory if the weather. Yeah, I know, but I think it would have been more interesting. I, you know, it would have forced Baker Mayfield to put the game more on his shoulders. He had pretty terrible stats, but you know, he he was he played game manager. He did what he had over hundred yards each. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it was a good team win. The defense actually stepped up pretty well. Miles Garrett had a huge fourth and goal stop on Deshaun Watson on a horribly uh, called fourth and <clears throat> QB draw, fourth and goal. He had, um, he had a like half a sack, quote, unquote. I call it that because I saw it firsthand. Not a single person touched him besides Miles Garrett. But, you know, yeah, he's, now he lead, still leads the league in sacks. But um, anyway, yeah, great. Good team win. It was fun to see Deshaun. <laughs> God, find him a new team, please. It's all. It's all I want for Christmas. All righty, on to the uh, <laughs> NFC East divisional matchup, which was a big game when thinking about the outcome of the NFC East or least division. Uh, the Giants were able to pull off the upset on the Eagles, and I think the key to victory for the Giants was keeping the ball and just being consistent. This whole game, there was not one quarter where they really outshined another quarter each quarter consistently they were putting up seven points and at the end of the day if you're able to do that that's 28 points in this case 27 and with the Giants defense you're able to hold them to 17 points because the James Bradbury once again looked great out there Jalen Rager I don't know if this was his debut first game second game but he looked like one of Carson Wentz's favorite targets out there uh, issue for the Eagles this week was their offense was lackluster and their defense was worse. I mean, you made Daniel Jones one of the most turnover-prone QBs in the NFL look like he's never turned the ball over before. I mean, the dude's completing 75% of his passes and no turnovers with a passer rating of over 100. I mean, that's what really kept him in the game. Imagine if, the, if Daniel Jones doesn't turn the ball over three times a game. This team might actually – Carson Wentz got outplayed by Daniel Jones, and you can't allow that to happen. I mean, Daniel Jones also, I mean, they were being real. I mean, they they know they have this 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 turnover problem. He was, I mean, this was a game. He was playing a game manager. I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily his play style, but he was, as you said, I mean, seventy five percent. I mean, he was playing very conservatively. No, no, no. I actually two hundred forty four yards, no touchdowns. I mean, he was a game manager. But this year, Daniel Jones' role, that's all he has to be. Exactly. I mean, games with three turnovers, the Giants could have one or two more wins. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I think the defense is doing a good enough job where a, a, a solid game manager, yeah. I mean, as we know, Daniel Jones who was nowhere thought to be in the first round. I mean, I don't think he's some special quarterback. I mean, 
I, I, I think, yeah, they, they put him in this conservative role where they, you know, they, they played it really safe. I mean, I'm not saying that the, the Giants or the Eagles have an amazing defense, but they played it conservatively. They played it safe and, and they got the dub. I mean, that, that, as we say, that's all that matters. He, I mean, he was the leading rusher, but uh, yeah, I mean, well, Colin, what do you mean by disagree? Like with, with the fact that he was a game manager? So I disagree because I just like the, the play calling was the passing at least was conservative. There weren't too many complex routes, but when you're throwing 28 times and having nine uh, carries, I wouldn't consider that to be a game manager. When I think of a game manager, I think of last year's Jimmy Garoppolo with uh, yeah, Ricky Mocher, Matt Breida. Jimmy Garoppolo would put up better numbers. That's not... No, that's valid. But the game manager is really when you're not surrounded really. by talent. No, it's and when your defense carries. You yeah, it's, drive, it's, you it's not to... about a game manager. I mean – you, so you're saying that for like Ryan Tannehill, where he he his because Ryan Tannehill's success, the large part of it comes from the dominant run game. I'm not I'm not saying he gets carried by his run game, but that dominant run game opens up a lot of play action for him, and he 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 flourishes. I'm not saying, I mean, sure he did good, but I mean Daniel Jones had no touchdowns, threw for under 300 yards. I mean, I'm not this isn't a Patrick Mahomes performance. I mean, he did what he had to. They got the win. I think this is, I think this is exactly what well, a game manager would do: play safe. 244. I don't know what his average depth is, but. I don't know. My whole thing is, I I don't think that I don't think that you can call the game manager when he's the leading rusher on the team when you're running to design QB run plays with him and rushing is the fastest player. I mean, on the field. I, think, I wouldn't I think consider it could that to be a game I mean, manager. A game manager isn't just some it, as as I mean as we're seeing the QB position evolve. I mean more and more with with Lamar coming in. I mean it that that still can be a game manager. I mean he's nothing. He's doing nothing special. He's still athletic. I mean think about Lamar. I mean. This, this kind of goes back to Lamar. I mean, obviously, Galen Jones isn't putting up 100 rushing yards. I'm not saying he's rushing like Lamar. But then then also, I mean, Lamar's passing stats are, in some cases, pretty game manager-like. I mean, you know what I mean? He, he's doing conservative passes, and, and a lot of it's coming off the rush game. So I can see where you're coming from in that sense. But I still think, I mean, even with the, the dying carries, 64 yards, I still think he's he, – like, just his passing stats. I mean, you know what I mean? My only argument, like, you know, we, we can agree to disagree, but my only argument would be when you look at Deshaun Watson's numbers, he had pretty docile numbers. You know, yes, the weather plays a factor in that. He did have a touchdown, but he has 163 yards, averaging five yards a pass. That's typically game manager rules. Yeah, so Again, there's hail. I know that firsthand. But, but the one thing that I would say is when you look at Deshaun Watson, he was that entire team's offense. He, is, yeah, he, he was he making plays. Houston he was extending offense. drives. Yeah. He was taking shots, stuff like that. So I'm saying Daniel Jones, when you look at their offense, they're on their third, third and fourth string running string. back. Dalman. They're they don't have no nope, Devontae Freeman's their second string. Um so they're on their third and fourth string running back. I mean, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, these guys are decent, but you know, when you look at like I said, Jimmy Garoppolo, he had Kittle and the stable of three solid running backs. You know, you can even make the uh, case for Baker in some of his games this year. OBJ, Hooper, Chubb. Hunt, it's getting the ball to your playmakers and not feeling like you need to put the entire game on your shoulders. Patrick Mahomes, when they're, you know, like Patrick Mahomes against the Texans in the, in the divisional matchup, that he was not a game manager there. I think we can all agree on that. He put the team on his back and he led. Daniel Jones, you know, I guess we, you know, probably somewhere in the middle. I, you know, I'm not saying he played hero ball out here, but when you're throwing 28 times and you're rushing, trying to extend drives, trying to make plays, I wouldn't consider you be a game manager at that point. But we yeah, can I mean, disagree. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. When you put up under 250 yards and no touchdowns, we're, 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 I'm talking. Obviously, he had a rushing touchdown. You, he's not. He's not doing anything crazy. You know what I mean? I mean, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. You can talk about the talent around making game manager. That's that's not necessarily what a game manager is. A game manager doesn't need need all star receivers. I mean, Jimmy G had a dominant run game, sure, and he had Kittle. I mean, he didn't have some. He didn't have Julio and Calvin Ridley. I mean, what I what I think of game manager, I think of not taking like crazy risks. I think of not taking huge plays. I mean, if you look at a stat line and like Justin Herbert stat line, and you, you see four hundred yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, that's not a game manager. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I just think I think okay, I'm just saying yeah. like the conservative. Yeah, play, I, I, that, I, I that see helps them. I'm not, I'm not saying it's point. a bad yeah. thing, but I think that's the reason why they won. I think it's because they made him conservative. Right. They they didn't let him be a slinger and and gunslinger. Yeah. Moving on, yeah, to Detroit versus the yeah. Washington football team. All right. Detroit was up twenty-four to three at one point. It came down to a scare, but um, you know, Mitch, you, you can hate on Alex Smith for throwing fifty-five passes, but the man threw the most yards he's ever thrown for in a game, most completions ever thrown in a game for him and to be honest he could have easily had three touchdowns with all three of the Washington football team's touchdowns coming within uh three yards of the end zone so end of the day Alex Smith had a day that we've all been waiting for keeps uh doing his case for comeback player of the year I don't see how you give it to somebody else even Mm -hmm. The only one I can make a case for is Big Ben, and I would, um, and if, I would give Alex Smith over Big Matthew ben. Stafford went out maybe, maybe Cam, but did Matthew Stafford-type yeah. things. After having a bad week, he came back through for three touchdowns. Uh, Dondre Swift, yes. uh, the Lions are finally implementing him. Uh, DeAndre, yes. No, uh, no, no Kenny games. Galladay. It, it doesn't help that the Lions receivers were able to pick up from it. Uh, end of the day. This game really shouldn't have been close. The Lions in the second half slowed down. But they needed forward again. But Matt Stafford, like you said, I, I like what you said there. Matt Stafford doing Matt Stafford. Thing. End of the day, he Matt Prady, you have one of the very, best kickers to ever nice play game. the game. So he'll, he's going to hit from wherever you put him from. So mm-hmm. he helped the team a lot as well and hit yeah. a 59 yarder late when they needed him. That's and great. the Lions got the dub, head to four and five. And. This this uh NFC North division it's it's very competitive right now. When, when people talk about the best divisions in football, it really I think it's the AFC North and the NFC West. But people need to start putting the NFC North up there with the Packers yeah. at uh, two losses. Then we have the Lions and Vikings who are both four and five, and then the Bears who started great now five and five, five and after five. being five and one. Um, I, I, the thing is, I don't think this division is like the strongest, most talented teams in football. Like those other two, it's competitive. Yeah, I agree. It's competitive, though. I like um, what you say. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about the Bears later. I got a lot. Next to say game, Bucks Panthers. Uh, yeah. sure. Um, Bucks versus Panthers. Uh, Teddy B. I mean, he didn't do much, but he he played well. I mean, he had two total touchdowns. Uh, end of the day, you can't give up forty six points. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there's no exception for that. I know the Bucks have a good defense and all, but 46 points, that's a lot of goddamn points. You're not – I mean, the, the game was tied at halftime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. The Bucks just ran away with this one. I no mean, McCaffrey. We knew this was going to happen, though, because – well, eight, well not, but it's not even that. It's, you know, the, we all saw the Buccaneers get embarrassed by the Saints. They're now 0-2 against the Saints. We talked about that last week. There's no way in hell they're going to come out here and lose to the Panthers. That's just never going to happen. Not with the coach like Bruce Arians. Not with Tom Brady, the winningest 
quarterback of football history. He was not going to let that happen. Uh-huh. He came out, he balled out 340 yards, three touchdowns, mm-hmm. and a rushing touchdown, I believe he had as well. But oh, end of goodness, day, goodness, I think yeah. if you have McCaffrey, you might be a closer game, but I don't think it made a difference. The, the Carolina offense was, yeah, it, it wasn't even be, non existent. Yeah. It was this defense was atrocious. Yeah, it really was. And, and they were missing, they were missing guys like this um, if he doesn't have a ninety-eight yard rush, he doesn't have one hundred yards. Yeah. There's no exception in football for a guy rushing ninety-eight yards. I don't care who it is. You always have a man back there, a safety, two safeties, corners. He should not be getting farther than twenty, thirty yards. I mean, they have a good safety too in Jeremy Chin. So, I'd like, I'd like you to stop. Ronald Jones, Rojo. <laughs> no, no, man, I think you put me out there yard, on the 10-yard uh, line, on the Panthers' 10-yard line. I tackle Rojo because he's tired and I'm not. Adam, I, you I think can't I tackle will. me. If he just ran 90 yards, he's going to be pretty right, tired. You know, I don't know. I mean, when, when you said about the offense, I mean the, – yeah. the, it, it, no, you're I mean, probably right. You could definitely tackle the him. Panthers' offense wasn't good, though. I mean, it wasn't bad. Sonny B put up a hundred. I mean, ah, 136 yards. Their leading rusher had 32 yards. I mean, it wasn't a good offensive day. I mean, they they did they barely hit 250. Yeah, they they, uh, they I mean, capitalized. The offense were good. I mean, the are a better team. Rojo has a 98 yard run. You pin them on the two at that punt. When you pin someone on the two at the punt, you're expecting to get the ball back on the 50 yard line, and they didn't get that. Like they're true. Yeah, well, yeah. The defense, the defense obviously didn't help, but I'm just saying, like, the offense didn't do that great. But you're right. You're right. Yeah. At the end of the day, Petty B isn't supposed to be some superhero on the team. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I mean, I just think the, the Buccaneers are a good team. The Buccaneers are a really good team. I think we can all agree that. And Brady is good. I mean, you saw what they yeah, you when know, they have I mean, their this head is a straight, great exactly. example and the of what a three-headed receiving attack can be. Exactly. Lethal. Having Chris, three receivers who can exactly, go Exactly. They're all lethal. Godwin 92, Evan 77, Antonio Brown 69. I mean, they all put up good numbers. It's, yeah, I mean, come on. And then Mike Evans had one of the greatest catches I've seen this year. Well, Mike Mike Evans is one of the greatest. I, th- I think he's a top five receiver in football, personally. Uh, I think he's a beast. You could say healthy he would, but for me, like, a healthy right. Mike Evans is good. But Mike Evans hasn't yeah. been, like, healthy a full right. season for so long. You're right. Uh, so I think the biggest takeaway from this on game, Jake. though, before we move on to Jacksonville Green Bay, is that we heard it here first. Adam thinks he can tackle Rojo at 5'11", 205 hey, pounds. So at 140, man. Adam's like 5'9". I think he can take him. 5'9", <laughs> closer to 5'10". But on to uh, oh, Daddy Jake himself, uh, Jake Luden and the Jaguars. Uh, I wouldn't even say Jake Luden and the Jaguars. Keelan Cole and the Jaguars were able to keep this game competitive. <laughs> and really scare them but uh it wasn't thanks to Jake Luton I'm, it, it's because this defense had some big interceptions James Robinson was able to help a lot on the run game and Keelan Cole had a 97 yard kick return touchdown and when you when you have all that added together it's going to be a competitive game it is uh if the Jaguars have Gardner yeah. Minshew this week I do think they win they they probably mm-hmm. win the game if everything goes the same because Hughes not throwing for five yards a pass. He's airing the ball out, being a bit more ballsy than Jake. And uh, the Jaguars had their chances to win this game. I mean, they, the Jaguars had chances to win this game, and they weren't able to capitalize on those opportunities. Yeah, definitely. I mean, 
I think yeah, I agree. it was surprising to watch Devontae Adams fumble. That was not something I was expecting. But yeah. I mean, at, the end, at the end of the day, the Packers survived. Yeah, I mean, they're still, still seven and two. They're still one of the best teams in the NFC. I, you could honestly argue that they're the I mean, best Seahawks, team in the NFC at I this mean, point because of uh, actually, yeah, no, exactly. I mean, like the Saints in the box. No, but the Seahawks are falling from grace, man. Me Russ, too. Yeah, Russ is I cooking agree. himself. I mean, I'm the biggest Russ supporter there is. Yeah, no, seven, I'm with you, Seven turnovers in the last two or three games. He's kind of pathetic, but, you know, we'll yeah, get Aaron Rodgers, another game. But, 325, I mean, Rodgers, two touchdowns. I mean, he had a good man. day. Marquise Valdez, Scantling with 149 yards. Um, I did not. No, I didn't watch this game. You see that bomb tumor in the first big, quarter? I mean, yeah, he has what four a, receptions. All right, in the second quarter. What a play. He had to have a big play. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was a close game. Packers yeah. got the win, though. It was quite helpful. As we say, as we wins say though, a win. Yeah. Wins a win. I was about to say, so, as we say, wins are all that matter. Yeah. And A-Rod got himself a win there. So the Packers survived and the Jaguars. Remember we thought the Jaguars might act like we – remember we joked that the Jaguars might actually be somewhat relevant after they shot Mitch, the Colts. They were undefeated, which a lot of football teams can't say. Were defeated. Yeah. The, the Jaguars? Actually, yeah, they were one Exactly. They were one-time. They were one-time. Yeah, was a lot. yeah, I remember that. There was a lot of hype around that. All right, next game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was kind of football. We can go to the battle of the first year QBs now. The fifth pick. Yeah, we'll go Chargers Dolphins. Oh, yeah, this is such a good uh, game. Chargers fall to two and seven. Which, Mitch, as we were saying, the Jaguars are. Uh, they started one and zero. Jaguars are only one game behind the Chargers right now. And I saw. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, teams. Chargers ended up pulling this out as a one possession loss. But all teams with all their losses as one possession losses are the uh, Chiefs. Yeah, I saw that. And the uh, I forget the Packers, other. I think. I think the Packers. Both, both really one really good team. Two Bucks. really good it's, teams. It's Bucks. I think it's Chiefs and the Bucks. Chiefs. No, the Bucks lost thirty-eight to three. Chuck. Okay, can't be them. Uh, but two good teams. On that note, two teams with well above <laughs> seven fifty records, and then we have the Chargers, who are sitting here at two and seven. Uh, yeah. This week, I would partially put it on Herbert, but you're yeah. playing a very good Dolphins defense. This yeah, Dolphins definitely. has shown they're legit. Uh, I'd actually think the main concern for the Chargers this week was their run defense, not being able to stop Salvin Ahmed, a undrafted rookie, and they they just. Dolphins didn't even run the ball that much, but they were able to run all over them. Tua didn't throw picks. The defense backed them up, getting a uh, punt blocker, fumble. fumble uh, Andrew Van Ginkle had a big punt block. Huge play, yeah. yeah. That was just the story of the game. I mean, the Chargers aren't able to get the run game going with Kellen Balaj and Joshua Kelly. Yeah. Uh, the Chargers aren't a good football team. I, I, you know, I picked the Chargers this week because I thought that they were finally going to catch a break, a but – I'm convinced after this week, the Chargers just like mm-hmm. – it's not that they're not getting unlucky at this point. It's that they're just terribly – That's not good, yeah. And their defense – a trace. At what point um, does Anthony Lynn get fired? Because this team has all the talent in the world when yeah. Derwin James yeah. are healthy, and they just cannot capitalize. This was another ugly game. Again, I wouldn't – yeah, I mean, Herbert – had actually hit like a down to earth kind of game. You know, this was one of his worst games, yeah. and they still ended up throwing more touchdowns than picks. I just feel bad for the kid. You know what I mean? He's this was a pretty docile game, like I said, compared to his previous games. But you know, it's not like he had a horrible, horrible game. At what point did Lynn get fired? Yeah, definitely. Because you know, I like Lynn. I think he's got a good culture shift. But you know, I watched him hard during. Knocks, um, hard knocks. 
Adam, what's that show we watched? Yeah. Hard Knocks. Yes, I watched watched a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it seems like he seems like a good guy. He seems like the players like him, but the, I mean, the front office like exactly. they got to get wins if they want to sell merchandise. Because this team, let's be honest, no, yeah, no. I really thought moving to Los Angeles was going to help so their fans, but let's wins. be honest, the team of Los Angeles is the Rams, and will always. Yeah, and even and even the Rams aren't that popular. Yeah, the Rams are pretty popular. Yeah. I mean, we I think we see like but, um, in this game. I mean, we just see the Dolphins doing what they're doing best. It's just like full team football. That that's a great way to put it. Having I mean, no name. Yeah, uh, no, I wouldn't even. Yeah, having yeah, no well, yeah, name that, guys that step up and make especially plays. Last that, year, I mean, they, this. I mean, this roster still isn't amazing, but it, you know these exactly. But they're playing well. I mean, Beefalo is an amazing a ragtag coach. group um, of. <laughs> He, yeah, the culture. Yeah. But I mean, it's, I'm just saying, like, about, it's team all football. It's I mean, Tua put up 170 yards, and they they still won. Yeah. They still they still won. I mean, they didn't have a rusher over 100. He won this game. He they never. What you say? Tua what? really. He just didn't have to. If he if Tua doesn't have turnovers, they won this game, and he didn't. He didn't, he didn't have to do anything special. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm but saying. Touchdowns I mean, yeah. came with starting yeah, at the exactly. Exactly. Like, They're playing good football. Special teams amazing. Defense is really good. The offense doesn't have to do anything, but he's still performing. Tua still put up two touchdowns. I mean, th- this is a really good football team. I think the culture is there. Yeah. I think maybe we add another receiver to this offense. I mean, this offense can be really dynamic. But, again, they don't need to because their other team is just playing at such a high level. So, I mean, this is going to be a good team. I think they're going to continue winning games. And I think, as you said, Adam, I mean, we talked about the Chargers maybe finally catching a break. Maybe they don't catch a break. Maybe they just aren't good. You know? It's a realization that will happen. On to the – yeah, it could be could be the case. The Dolphins – wait. They do. I oh, they play the Denver next week, Mitch. Uh, next couple games coming up <laughs> after the Broncos. No, I know. I'm saying after the Broncos. They play the Chiefs. They play the Raiders. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they stack up against some of the more legit teams. You know, because the wins they have gotten – actually, I can't even say that. They beat the, the Cardinals and the Rams. So, maybe like, – right, we'll do you want to go to uh, Broncos Raiders or should we save that for the it's end? It's time to uh, go to my uh, grave, I guess. Uh, I'll speak last. I'm going to sit and listen. Right, I'll guys. start. Slander the shit out of Drew Locke, and <sighs> I can't defend him this week, which is – all right. So Broncos Raiders Raiders get the win, win by twenty five. I mean, but it wasn't this- a twenty five point loss until the fourth quarter. I mean, it, it was a very winnable game at halftime, even towards the end of the third. I thought you were speaking last. Sorry, sorry. Okay, um, I'm just saying. I think. Well, I know I you mean, didn't watch the game, so I felt the need. To yeah, say. no, that's valid. Okay, <laughs> I, that that is. Yeah, you're right. I didn't watch the game, so. That, that does help me a lot. But the Raiders still got the win. I mean, the Raiders are a good football team. We thought the Broncos were, you know, getting Drew Locke back. You know, they have this good defense that I've been told is really good so much. And they, 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 they I don't know. I think this year is just not their year. I mean, between they've gotten a lot of injuries. Vaughn's out. I mean, they lost pro- arguably one could consider their two best players in Vaughn Miller and Cortland Sutton. And, and they, they lost. They, and four or five offensive linemen. Yeah, yeah. They lost other stars. But, I mean, they lost their stars like, pretty much immediately. Drew, and then we thought maybe, you know, Drew Locke could really be the emergence of this team. He's not. Drew Locke has been doing terrible. One TD, four interceptions. I mean, maybe if Locke didn't put up those four interceptions, that would have been the Broncos game. I think he's holding them back a lot. They need to look at quarterback solutions. Um, Melvin didn't have too big of a game. Lindsey was pretty much a non-factor. 
But yeah, the Raiders had a solid game. I mean, Derek Carr didn't have to do anything. I mean, Joshua, you know, Josh Jacobs put up 112 yards, two touchdowns. Devontae Booker put up 81 yards, two touchdowns. Game. I don't even know who Devontae Booker is. Former Bronco. Oh, really? Wow. Come back. We, we released him and then and, signed with the Raiders. Yeah, not not too big of a like, receiving game. I mean, they just they, the, the, the Raiders won the game. I mean, if if Locke doesn't do that, it could be Mitch, different. You have, that was a team win again. Another team win. That was a team win. Do you, do you want to say anything, or should I? Can I speak now? What, Adam? I don't want to see Locks land. I really don't. Well, I just like enough. to say, um, how many, uh, how many quarterbacks do you know finish or have more interceptions than touchdowns? And Mitch, there's still eight there. weeks to the season like left. To, uh, put that up there. Funny. Um, <laughs> like there are still eight weeks of the season. You're right, but he's got to, you know. At the rate he's playing, you know, whether, you know, the offensive line, that's valid. I mean, it's not bad. Um, <laughs> twice. And then, then, not knocked down. That's, <laughs> that's not that bad. I mean, that, that's not great, obviously. The offensive line doesn't help, but it's bad decision. It's completing less than 50% of your passes. It's a QB rating of 27. Like, okay, that, 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 going. Not, Melvin had a good week. like a moron out there. Philip Lindsay got shut down. <laughs> Behind no offensive line, that's not yeah, a bad 46 week. Yards. I mean, it's a bad week. It's, it's no one cares if his offensive line is bad or not. Bad yeah, stats. Bad yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I like Phil Lindsay. Like, you realize you know, I that would never slander Phil Lindsay in the ball this week because Phil Lindsay can't do anything. If I thought you were speaking last. Create space. Okay, dude, dude, your team isn't good, man. I don't know why you have to put like like you're not good. The, the Broncos aren't good. There's no reason for the Melvin slander. It's just not necessary because he has bad stats. There is a reason for slander. 11 carries, 46 yards. No offensive line. What's Saquon do? Rookie year, huh, Adam? Exactly. Yeah, what do you do week one against the Steelers? Nothing, but he, he – but Yeah. See, wow, one week. That's crazy, Adam. Nothing. One week. That's crazy. But like Melvin's, like Melvin's, I'm, I'm, Melvin's not Saquon, though. <laughs> He's not. But uh, all right, it's my turn to talk. Give your now. thoughts, Adam. Be quick. Be quick, though. We're running a little slow here. This was the fucking worst. So crazy. Like Drew Locke. Might have had the worst QB performance I've watched out of a Denver Broncos QB that Peyton Manning left. And trust me, I watched fucking Brandon Allen, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's wasting Jerry Judy's talent as Judy yep. is so clearly. It's been. No, no, no. What, I'm just saying. Nine games? Judy Come on. It's is like much better than yet. Jefferson. Relax. and uh, <laughs> But he's not putting up better numbers because of that. Judy is the best route runner out of the draft. I mean, <laughs> he's a lot better than Drew He's making Jefferson look so great. I mean, I guess they both have game. They go both have. Like, I mean, one game this year. Okay, Mitch, let's just let him talk. All right, we're we're, we're, we're at least. Mitch, this is what you do. You come on here and you give false statistics. Give me yeah, one I'm game sorry, this year where Kirk Cousins has more than three interceptions. <laughs> he had one week versus the Falcons. Okay, no one cares, dude. No one cares, okay. man. No, but the listeners care. blind. Yeah, like, I don't care, dude. <laughs> Keep going. Come on. What are your thoughts? It's not necessary for you to say you Mitch, don't care. Shut up. You too. Two, yeah, and then one of them, he had three touchdowns three and 343 yards. So. Okay, you want to keep talking, Adam, or should we move on to the uh, next game? No, just move on. I, I'm done. Yeah, okay, see, Seahawks, Rams. Mitch, <laughs> Mitch you're not in the playoffs the either right now. So, Mitch, okay, no, no, Mitch, the correct term is 10 and 6 until proven otherwise, I believe. 
<laughs> no, we want we want a top ten pick. We want Justin Fields. Yeah, exactly. At this rate, not two. You're not getting if you you need a top five pick for Justin Fields, Adam. I don't I I don't think you're delusional if you think no, otherwise, we'll, dude. We'll trade Melvin. Oh my god. Okay. All right. So we got Seattle Seahawks. Los Angeles, <laughs> Melvin's Rams. gonna fetch him. Divisional matchup. The Rams. Hey, I called this. Moving. I called this. Yeah, you're right. You did. I mean, Russell with another terrible performance. Oh my uh, God. Two interceptions is not what we expect to see from him. You did not then, carry the step bros of Canada. They got, they got locked. I mean, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett got locked down, especially DK. I mean, Jalen was on him. He got locked down. <laughs> two receptions, 28 yards. Not a game you usually see from him. Yeah. There was a play where he was wide open. That's all right. But, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the Rams won. I think the Rams are a good football right. team. Are they officially at the top of their division now? I believe so. No, but they're the sixth seed in the playoffs. The Rams are going to – I think they will be the top yeah. of the division by the end of the year. I mean, we, we keep saying, you know, division, next right? game, you know, Russ, Russ is going to cook soon, but he still hasn't cooked. The Rams? No, I think I think Seahawks – I think the Seahawks I know, but he's been back not cooking this. recently. Okay. No, he's yeah, the first, two. like, seven games of the year, he's had two bad games since then. Okay, it's been two weeks. I don't care if he's not the touchdowns. MVP this year. He still is top three in passing yards. Maybe not. Maybe that's not happened. Maybe he's taking a step back. He's had a few shoddy games, but he still is a top three uh, passing yard leader, and he still. Yeah, but I never said Russ is bad. I, mean, I don't care if he's I don't had know, a bad week. Seahawks defense. Adam, Adam, I'm not a Russ slander guy. Well, I, I really don't know where this good. Russ slander is coming from. the worst from, defense from in the Adam. league. He's still dude. a top. I don't think more than 16 points. Exactly. And Russ needs to. These are big games he's played. Bills and Rams. Usually he doesn't. Usually doesn't choke under this pressure. But Bills and Rams, these are good. These are good defenses, dude. I don't care what stat. I don't care. I don't yeah, care. What he, stats he leads the league right now. These in, are big um, games. He needs to step up and has drives. I think he'll bounce back. Yeah, but I think the Rams are taking the division this year. I don't. He, I Cardinals. The, the, okay, someone else, not the Seahawks. The Seahawks <laughs> dude, they have no defense whatsoever. Colin, it's not even a Russell Slater. He was on my team last year. He's one of my favorite players in football. I love Russell Wilson, yeah. but he's not been cooking recently. Ever since he made that trademark for his uh, cooking stuff, he has not cooked. That's valid. All right, it's been two weeks. I'll give him some more time. There's still, like you said, there's still seven more weeks. I still I'm think saying. he finishes. Matters where he finishes. Well, me, yeah, no, no one is I slandering Russ right that. I still You're think saying he finishes that the winning the division. I just don't, I, Russ hasn't had a good right. two weeks. He's still going to do good. I mean, I, I want him to get MVP. Right. I'm, I'm the Rams just continue to be Russ's kryptonite. It's that but simple. It's just, it's just when you when – you, Russ needs to not do this. I mean, he doesn't have a defense to bail him out in any way, shape, or form. Russ needs to put – it has to be an entire offensive game, and Russ can't do this. If Russ puts up an interception to the yeah, game, he has to then put up five touchdowns if he wants a chance. I mean, really, there's no defense whatsoever here. So it's him playing against the team. It's him playing against this defense. And yeah, he has to outperform. Yeah. We're also not even acknowledging the fact that Russ also lost the fumble this week. True, true. Um, but right. no yeah, more Russ Slander. Yeah, uh, got yeah, Another team at the end of the game. We're going to talk about my favorite game of the week, the uh, Cardinals versus the Bills. By far the most exciting. We saw the best receiver in the NFL catch the final ball. Yep. You know, I was really high on Julio being the best receiver, but I don't think Julio catches yeah. that ball. Really? Interesting. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is a big-time player, made for big plays. And Definitely. Kyler Murray is really pushing his case to catch up to Russ in that MVP race. Say what you want. He had three total touchdowns this week, threw for over 200 y- yards. Yeah. And 
I, I, I'd give Kyler Murray as much credit on the final play as you give to DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, 100%. I mean, the man gets away from the pressure, is on one foot, and throws a yeah. beautiful ball where no, I want to say only Hopkins can catch it, but where it's actually possible for Hopkins to catch it in the end zone. And all this should not undermine Josh Allen's play either because Allen played yeah. great this week as well. We saw two quarterbacks go up against each other and absolutely ball out with exciting fourth quarters. Two touchdowns, two interceptions. I don't know if I'd consider that ball out, but yeah. I mean, that final drive, he finally – Yeah, you're right. He needed to. I agree. I mean, I, I think, think- – this game isn't close if Josh Allen's not there. Oh coach. yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, Josh Allen really he did. Yeah, he played well. He put the team on his back. The, the Cardinals are just really good. The Cardinals are good. They are legit offense, best offense in football. I think people are saying. I they're mean, just, they're explosive. They're, they're big. One of the worst play. defenses yeah. in football. They have. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they get a good defense. I mean, this is a really good super. I think this is a Super Bowl team. They they add a couple pieces on defense, but I mean, yeah, they they, they pull down top. These are two really good teams. Imagine yeah, how dangerous exactly. this game would be. I mean, they don't have Daniel Jones. I mean, we'll see next we year what they can do. They, they do have some good. They have some good pieces wow. on defense. They got Buddha Baker, the best safety in football. They have Chandler Jones, who's still yeah. a good pass rusher. Isaiah Simmons, the new rookie. I mean, yeah. they get a draft. Maybe sign a couple of free free agents. Maybe get a coaching change. And you know, I think this this could be a Super Bowl team. I don't that think you need be. a coaching change. Cliff Kingsbury. No, on defense. No, I'm saying defensively. Oh. Like a defense coordinator, not not Cliff. Cliff's doing an amazing job on offense. I'm saying defensive um, like change. And I didn't even mention it yet. Josh Allen had a receiving touchdown this week, too. Really? Yeah. Respect. And it wasn't even like he like, caught in the end zone. <laughs> yeah, he, he caught did. in the end zone. That was cool. I saw that. Dude, he's big. Yeah, he's an athletic guy. I mean, what can't this guy do? He's a big dude, yeah. Mm. He uses body. <laughs> Not throw interceptions? Yeah. Throw accurately? Whatever. Oh, for sure. Hey, he's still, he's still one it. of the contenders. Right, next game, Bengals-Steelers. It's exactly what we expected. So. I said my prediction was Who's I predict- want to say well, Joe Burrow will do this, but after what I said game. last time, I can't do it again. Yeah. Okay, but the fact that you were even considering talking about Joe I mean, Burrow winning this game. Like little, little yeah, I mean, he, yeah, I knew it was gonna be a yeah, blowout, exactly. but uh, he didn't do bad. Bro, tried. Yeah, he did. He if you throw forty passes, play. you should have yeah, at least valid, yeah. yards. Yeah, this is on the offensive. Yeah, line. but the not giving him really time. Steelers have the best. We've seen defense. him exactly. Play. And I, like you can tell, he's learning as well. Um. You know, like against just Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is really the only like Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward are basically the only uh, semblance of a Browns defense. He turns the ball over two to three times. Uh, he turns the ball over. He fumbles and gets the ball uh, stolen from him twice in the two games. He's thrown picks. You know, what I'm saying he didn't make any mistakes against a much, much, much better Steelers defense. It's he's definitely improving, right, and maturing right before our eyes, which is something interesting to see. Big Ben just. Literally didn't have to do anything. I think what something that I don't know if you guys watched the game. Something that was really interesting to me was James Conner got stuffed every time they tried yeah, to run I mean, it with him. Besides, take away that one yeah. 16 yard carry, he's averaging two yards a carry, 12 well, yards for uh, 20 yards, less than two yards a carry. Every time I would, you know, I kept thinking, okay, this is where it's going to go. Considering, you know, the Browns yeah, and the, uh, the, the Browns ran this team has a defense out of the ball, yeah, just, yeah. pulverized. You don't need to run the Browns right now, but I think they. Yeah, no, they – yeah. 
No, I think I think that I'm just saying it was surprising. Out the run the defense was good. I mean, Von Bell, made James nice Conner, he's been up and down. I mean, he had a good year. He's had he hasn't done too good this year. I think I read something that this is one of the first either first game they haven't had over 100 yard rush uh, running back or well, something. Where, like, year, you know, but, yeah. surprising. But the the offense needs to figure like they just need to figure out their rushing game. They still won. They, their defense is amazing. Their their passing attack is good. I mean, Ben had an amazing game. They have good receivers. Yeah, Juju had a nice game. Deontay had a good game. Claypool had a good game. I mean, they have good receivers. Juju had they have really, really nice good weapons, receiver-wise. Good defense, as we will always talk about. Um, yeah, I mean, we we knew this was going to happen. I mean, as much as we love Joe, I mean, he's not going to be able to go when he's got Bud Dupree, Cam Hayward, Stephen yeah. Tewitt, TJ Watt coming at him every play. I mean, he's just All not right. going to. On to the next. Yeah. But just the last, the last thing I want to say is, it was nice for me to see um, Juju actually like step up and do what he was supposed to do because Juju's a big body receiver. Juju blocks well. Juju takes shots. He doesn't have the best hands in the league. He's not the fastest, but you get him the ball in these contested catches where he knows he's going to take a hit. He's going to hold on to that ball, and the, it was nice to see like just as a purely as a pure football fan, it was nice to see the Big Ben. Uh, Juju connection back. He was definitely like taking some shots, but he was getting up, smiling. It was fun to see because there's been a lot of Juju slander, and I think I've contributed to that a little bit. But um, all right, I can't hate him. He's the too, final he's four. Nice. Okay, we got Nova versus San. Anyway, we're, add that. It, there was no signing, but Jameis was eating W's today. He was. Uh, the 49ers offense was lackluster. I mean, Mullis didn't play <laughs> terrible, but he threw two picks, giving the Saints the ball in the red zone twice. And when you have the best offensive player in the NFL in Alvin Kamara, you're really not going to stop it. You're not. He's the best receiving back. He didn't run great this week. But if you're able to yeah. average five yards a carry one week and uh, catch the ball seven times for almost 100 yards the next, like nobody's complaining. Um, Saints defense stepped up this week. And I, 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 hate, I, I hate to say it, but like, I want to say this is the Saints' year. They've gotten so unlucky so many years in a row. And Drew Brees is going to rest up the next three weeks. I think Jameis will be able to win two of his next three as the opponents aren't hard facing Denver one week. And um, end of the day, the, if the Saints defense plays like this against good teams or like they played against uh, Tampa Bay, they they could win a Super Bowl and Drew Brees could retire. Like that that's not above me. And then I, I do yeah, I think, I think this honestly might be Drew Brees' last season. Regardless, he 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 doesn't yeah, exactly. He doesn't want to keep puncturing his lungs and having his lungs collapse every year. That's not going to be good for um you know for a veteran quarterback like that. But you know, it, it's kind of sad. I for his sake, I hope he wins another Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. Uh. I think there's not much more to say about this game. Uh, it's just the 49ers. I feel bad for them. Already, because, yeah. Yeah, that's – Injuries are – Something, right? Uh, Lamar. We already spoke a lot about this game. Lamar. We, we Oh, the C, we still – this. Oh, we already did talk about the Seattle Rams game. Um, yeah. Pat, Pats pull off the upset. Pats fans are doing the thing where they pretend the Pats are good again. The Pats are not good this year. They're not winning their division. They're not getting a playoff spot with the dominance in the AFC. So, what what does this win really mean for the Pats? 
I kind of saw this coming though. Once I was watching the game, I fell asleep in the third quarter. But once I saw that the uh, that Baltimore wasn't able to just completely dominate the first quarter, I was like, mm, "This one's going to be interesting." And Lamar Jackson just—he doesn't succeed when his team isn't I, up by twenty-one points. You know, he—he's zero and six when trailing at halftime. That's a I mean, really but huge. This game isn't too much on Lamar. Mind. I wouldn't really put it on anybody. It's just it was a slow game, and the rain. I mean, the rain hampered it a lot, but. Lamar can't win games. Lamar, when he's behind, Lamar is so not clutch. That's what like that's something to be uh, I understand aware the narrative, of. But when you're playing in the fourth and, quarter in torrential downpours with high wind, it's hard to do anything. No, fine, but take away this game, and then say he even wins this game, he's still one in five in that. That's still a narrative that's valid, regardless of the weather of this one game. That's still a, something that he's been struggling with his entire career. He can't win the big games. The Patriots, like you said, they're not even that good. I mean, Cam Newton had a pretty decent game. The coaching was very great. What's really surprising was a rushing game. I mean, this defense is supposed to be elite, and you would let Damian Harris uh, run for over 100 yards. I mean, props to Bill Belichick. It seemed like he got a little spike – or, sorry, not spike, spark back in his uh, – little, you know, glint in his eyes as he defeated the reigning MVP. But I, I had a feeling on this one. I think I still took the Ravens, but Lamar does not do well in prime time, and he doesn't do well against um, – I guess it, it, it's so weird to think about how the Patriots wouldn't even be considered a big game, but you knew they would be. It's prime time, and this team, I mean, he beat them last year when they were good, but he couldn't do it again. Yes, the rain is valid, but I still think there's, as a Ravens fan, it's you know, when playoff time comes, there's a reason to be a little bit concerned when uh, Lamar can't win big games. Look, you know, look, the media doesn't really mean anything, but a lot of teams are, are a lot of um, the most media analysts that I've uh, been watching. I've been placing the Ravens outside of the top five teams for the first time in a long time. That's something to be, you know, yeah, like I said, it means absolutely nothing. That's just something to be a little bit interesting. A little interesting. No, of course he doesn't. But I'm just saying, it's a little interesting how th- he can't win when he's behind. That's as simple as it gets, and that's a pretty, you know, it's a pretty scary thought, considering they lost Nick Boyle again. Mark Andrews <clears throat> had a pretty dominant first few games, but has been relatively quiet since then. And Marquise Brown has been terrible this year. And part of that has been because of Lamar Jackson throwing. He's uh, Over the season, he's made a lot of plays where he'll throw the ball too early or too late. The timing, the connection isn't there. I expected Marquise Brown to explode after his the week one game last season um, in the 59-10 to 10 victory against the Dolphins. I figured, damn, this guy actually is good. He had a pretty solid rookie season, 700-something yards, but he has not been able to capitalize on that. And how much I don't know how much of it is on the quarterback play and how much of it is um, on him exactly. But, I mean, did you see the yeah. J.C. Jackson interception? The, he, Marquise Brown is a, not a very big guy, and you put the ball – you threw the ball short, and you threw it into double coverage where the – like Marquise – he doesn't have a shot in hell to catch that ball. So, like that one, you can't really pin on him. It's just – because he's like the biggest name receiver, like Willie Sneed was, you know, he's like, yeah, he uh, he was the the star of the show. Lamar Jackson's not making good decisions, and he lost as a result of it to Bill Belichick Patriots. They're still a good team. Their coaching is still good. Their defense is still excellent. But I mean, let's be honest. Would you consider this Brown or this uh, sorry um, Patriots offense to be good? I wouldn't. And they allowed. I don't know. It was kind of yeah. a. I don't even. Know what I, I'm I don't not know what to make of this because of the weather conditions. I'm not really going to take. Oh, I guess that. I mean, yeah, no, that's true. That's the Steelers' true. loss wasn't great for Lamar, but I still think the Ravens are top five team in the AFC. 
I, I mean, uh, on to yeah. right. uh, the Monday night divisional matchup. Um, I feel bad because this Bears defense plays their hearts out every week. They stopped the hottest running back in football and held him to under 100 yards on 30 carries. But meanwhile, their yeah. QB goes out there, can't throw for more than four yards a pass, there's an interception, and their run game couldn't average over two yards per two point five yards per carry. Like, what more can you ask? Yeah, but we knew this going into this. We knew this going into this. This offense is terrible. It's god awful. They, I'll be excited to see what Mitch Trubisky can do because I know he was he was inactive last night, but. I assume he'd be able to come in at some point. He doesn't have a, you know, he's not like he's a season-ending uh, injury or anything. Nick Foles is never the answer. Nick Foles is an okay backup, um, but I would say, you know, I hope he's, you know, I hope he's okay. I'll never wish ill against a player, but maybe this is a good thing for the Bears fans because Trubisky led them to a pretty solid record when he was the quarterback, and then Nick Foles has lost what five straight since then. I mean, they can't all be put on him. They have had some tough matches. He also won. I mean, the Vikings. He also beat the Buccaneers. So he did, but yeah, you're right. And but it's just it's the inconsistency that's different. You know, like if the Vikings win next week and the Bears lose, the Vikings take their spot. The Vikings start out zero and four, like, and and they started out five and one. I mean, it's just it's it pathetic that they keep doing this stuff. No, I was like, so high the on the Bears too. I really thought they were good, and after six weeks, they really did look good. They're- it's the quarterback play. It's right. really that. They, I mean, that's all they need. They would die to have Jameis Winston at quarterback right now. <laughs> um, just imagine the dynasty that the Bears might have if they took Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, if well, you think about about I, I know yes, Mahomes is talented, but you don't know if you put him in a different system how he turns out. Uh, I'd still rather take my doubt, chances with him than have Nick Foles. It's really going to be this year. Yeah. The Bears. It's like. Do you draft a QB in the middle in the uh, mid first round, assuming they? And see if you can pick oh, up like I, a I Drew Lock or something like that. My franchise, but... quarterback. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you get what I'm saying. Um, but I mean, there's yeah. a lot of QBs that go good. Uh, QBs that go in the bottom fifteen of the first round. I mean, there's guys like Trey Lance and uh, the guy from uh, BYU. I think it's Zach Brown. Zach. Zach Brown's a stinger. It's uh something like that. He's from BYU. He's pretty good. Um, <laughs> maybe if you're the Bears, you think about taking a QV because Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, you mean? Oh, I knew it was a Zach. Uh, yeah. But um, end of the day, the Bears wasted a pick on Singletary. I'd say they've um wasted a few first round picks in the fa- past few years. One on Kevin White at seven a few years ago. I mean, end of the day, their defense. It's poor drafting that's came up back to haunt them, and you you feel for them because it's such a a fan base with so much heart. They might be annoying, but they have so much heart. They care so much, and they've just been let down year after year. But with that said, that takes us to the end of Week Ten, which I'd actually say, Mitch, this week it wasn't really a fun week to watch. There wasn't many great games. Wasn't many. There was one or two great games in the four o'clock Sunday night football. Boring. Monday night football was boring. Been, I mean, it was yeah. just a good week. At least there was football. We hope everybody stays safe. Yeah, uh-huh. still praying to that. Yeah. But, I mean, most of that can be attributed to the weather. There was a system that, that started in the Midwest, hit Cleveland, went to, or started in Chicago, went to Cleveland, and then it ended up hitting the uh, New England in time for Sunday night football. That's what really was, you know, it affected 
um, for at least four games. The Browns game, the Patriots game, the uh, Steelers game, and, then, and the um, and the game, game in Lambo, too, the like, Packers-Jaguars game. Uh, but with that said, yeah, we'd like to yeah. thank you all for watching. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, see you all later this week for our Week 11 preview. And with that said, we hope everybody has a good night.